Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And, um, fuck, Corey, don't know what to say right now. Um, gee, very, very flat. But, uh, I guess we'll review round one anyway, eh? And, uh, Look, before we do that, where can the listeners find us on social media? Hit us up on Twitter at SC Elites uh, and Patreon at SC Elites, Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Uh, flat is the right word, Bombs. It's, what do we do? We're minimum, I think well, it was nine weeks or 11 weeks or some crap like that. Before. A31, also known as uh, my dog's birthday, Corey, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Even considering, you know, uh, round two and... Yeah, it's it's flat. It's kind of lost for words. I went into Sunday on a pretty good score and looking all right, and then I had all my primos on Sunday absolutely shit the bed and you shit the bed and lost most of my legs and um, dropped a dismal twenty ninety six, which wasn't overly impressed with seeing a lot of the other scores out there. But um, yeah, what do you do, Bombs? Then to find out that we're not going to have footy. It's I remember in Supercoach, I was like, oh well, on to next week. It's you know, we can only improve from there, and now it's nine months of sitting here with... Nine months, nine weeks nine of sitting months. here with this shit. So, how'd you score, mate? Um, you know, you were giving me shit all weekend about how bad my team was. You know, I actually got you by 50 points in the end. I, I popped a 21-46. Yeah. You, you had Robinson on field as well, yeah? Oh, man, I had Robert and I had, yeah, Robinson. and a few other donkeys as well flying around, I would have thought. Man, going into my like my match day Saturday, it was I had ten points: Segler, Nick Nat, Sicily, and uh, Robbo versus Gorn, Neil, King, and Branda, and I lost. What can you do? I mean, Neil pops a one fifty something, and you yeah. know, I guess on any given week, you don't anticipate Neil beating Sicily by eighty points. But Robbo dropping twenty five. That does not help either. I mean, so effectively, um, you've got Robertin losing to Lockie Neal by approximately 140 <laughs> points. I mean, you can't. Uh, it's very, very hard to come back from something like that, Corey. But uh, oh well, you winners and losers from your team this week, Bombs. Wow, I'll tell you now, the celebrations—they were rife, Corey. Big Sammy Naismith. Yeah. 121, and I'm glad I uh, I stuck fat with that one. I was very, very happy with how that worked out in the end. Your loser? Wow. A bit like everyone's loser, Corey. Robertin, 26. Buderick, 44. Max King, 42. Tom Green, that is name, 41. Yep. He was a bit of a donkey too, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And there's one other guy who I am very, very angry with, Corey. <laughs> Marcus Ponson-Pally. Oh, there you go, the Bond, yeah. I've hated him for fucking 10 years, Corey. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 go ahead, Bombs, yeah. fucking pick him. I had Brett in my ear saying he was going to be number one midfielder. I thought, look, last time I didn't listen to him, look what McRae did. Yeah. So I picked him. And you know what? Him and his fucking mullet can get fucked, Corey. <laughs> he's as bad as useless as fucking Matt Crouch's dynamic pace through the midfield. Fair income. There you go. Yeah, Robbo, few of the wrong rookies. Had Georgiatis on the bench. Don't have Sturt. It's freaking... Oh, there's, there's plenty. Look, we're not going to talk too much about rookies, even though there's one round until they upgrade. I imagine oh, when we you get... don't rookies. have Sturt? No, I don't. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yep. That's no recite. 
Ah, it's an easy sideways trade. Yeah. I went Georgiades instead. Well, you don't, yeah. yeah. So maybe you have Kavara. Kavara might be the no, one. No, no, no. Bedford, no? Taylor, Buterick, Georgiades, and King. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, there you go. Yeah, 78 was not too bad, except I had it on the bench. You know, oh, field, him, field him over Bedford and Buterick, and I'm uh, winning my league this week, but story for another day. Um, that probably would have happened to me too, you know, if I wasn't. I was so bullish on Buderick, wasn't I? Yeah. And if I just left Buderick, if I was okay, because you know what stuffed me? Robertson, he wasn't named. So I had the option then for Buderick to fling him to the midfield and get Georgiades, and I would have played one of Georgiades or Sturt in that situation. Would have got 88. Then you know what would have happened, Corey? I also would have had leftover money. And don't know how attuned you were to my last-minute sort of frantic trades, but the only way I could sort of do my team at that point was if I went Josh Kelly down to uh, Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, no. So if I had, you know, if I wasn't so stubborn, Corey, and I moved Buterick to my midfield and just thought, fuck it, I'll play whatever other forward rookie, I would have, I would have won, made uh, enough points to win the main league, Corey. What can you do, though? Fisher McCasey's a dog, too. Oh, I'm very happy I didn't start him. You know, I contemplated um, the other way to sort of make some money in my team to get Bontempelli back up and all that sort of stuff was yeah. actually Dill Robertson out for Fisher McCasey. And then um, discussing that in the Patreon. I can't remember which Patreon member, Corey, because there's a few of them that are quite active in there. But they said to me, Bontz, you actually can't run the season when you've been that bullish on Robertson all season. I thought, hey, you know what? This guy's right. So I fucking took my own advice, Corey, and I fucking shot myself in the foot. And yeah. Oh, well, plenty to do. Like I said, we're not going to talk too much about rookies. I mean, what are you going to do? If you don't have one of them that scored high coming at the start of the year, you use your correctional and go get them. A Sturt, Georgiades, I suppose you would have had McKinnery, um, Curtis Taylor, you know, those names, you just, you got to go get them. Um, let's talk about the Ruckman bumps because it was... Let's face it, it was the weekend of the ruck with the shortened corner, uh, quarters and the inflation. It seemed to favour Ruckman a lot. Um, oh, I don't have the list in front of me of what they all scored, but um, the Ruckman in you know, my team was what, Grundy, Nick Nat, Segler. You had Naismith. Um, Sam Jacobs did Jacobs, a one as well. Yeah. Uh, so I've well, got the scores here if you want them. Oh, there you go. Run so we got Grundy 179, Goldie 136, Jacobs 134, Rob 133, Naismith 121, Rob 107, Big Bell Chambers scored 101 as well, Corey. Segler 101, Soldo 100 flat, Nick Nat 100 flat. Now, Corey, I just gave you 10 Ruckman, I believe. Yep. And um, do you know 10 Ruckman or more scored above 100 points? One of them wasn't Max Gorn. Oh, no, crazy. 93. And Rowan Marshall, probably another popularly owned one at 92. And McAvoy at 80. All other Ruckman on the weekend scored below 80. I don't think you can uh, stress too much if you go on Gorn and Grundy. I'd probably even have confidence just sitting there seeing how well Ruckman scored. I mean, Nick Nat played really, really well and is just an absolute monster. It's a matter of he's going to stay on the park or not. Um, but if you've got Gorn and Grundy, don't stress, don't think about moving them. It's, it is what it is, and uh, that's yeah, the nature of the beast, really. Um, who do they? Who do Melbourne play next? GWS, he'll eat Jacobs alive. So um, we don't know when the game is, but... Yeah. No, we got no idea. Hey, and um, look, just so, because, you know, the listeners love to give feedback, Corey. There was one other person I did forget, one other Ruckman, 
And uh, you know why I forgot him, Corey? Why? Because he actually not even listed as a ruckman. Oh, who is that? Well, what do you mean, who is it? His first name's Darcy, Corey. Ow. Um. Come on, he's a forward line player. He's a ruckman. Well, sorry, he actually didn't even score 100. He scored 94. I thought he scored 100. Darcy Ford. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely Listed as a conversation Ford. about Darcy Ford because that was... Um, sorry, you had me absolutely blown then. Um, Darcy Ford's going to be the one that I think I'm targeting coming into our trades, but is, is he going to keep the Geelong spot, you reckon? Who else are they going to put in there? That's the question. Stanley. Yeah, they may, but, I mean, he got the round one gig. He played a good game, so why wouldn't they continue on? Well, that's it, early doors. I'm trying to figure out how I can get Robert and out and Darcy Ford in, to be honest. And it's impossible unless you got Brander in your fourth one, I think. I know, it sucks, but, um, yeah, lots of time to talk about trades. That's just the ruck debate, man. That's 260k. If he's solo ruck, I mean, he's just absolute value. Hold on a minute. How can you say that and then call Naismith not value? Or, or Naismith, you know, not as much talk about Naismith at 250. I'm oh, just talking about the fact that you got him as a forward. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, look, he is, he, is, he is value. And, um, look, we might have Fort Segler and then two Ruckman available in our team. We might be running teams with four Ruckman by the end of the year. Who the hell knows? Just crazy, especially if it stays at 16-minute quarters. Like, if that was anything you learnt on the weekend, it was just such inflated points from Ruckman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And score change, I think, were very, very good. So by the time the, the back end of the fixture on the weekend, Corey, got um, settled down and, you know, the app started working again and all the rest of it, and you could actually see the points that went up per touch, um, you could start to know that whenever someone was directly involved in scoring chains, that there was a lot of points awarded. So, um, Devin Smith early in that game. Well, he had three touches in the first quarter and kicked the goal and scored 25 points. But I think, you know, in that 25, he had three touches, all three. He obviously kicked the goal. The other two, um, well, one was a direct goal assist and the other one was a clearance that led directly to a goal. So, you know, three touches, 25 points. He comes out in the second quarter, has another four or five touches, all in scoring chains as well. And next thing you know, you know, he's up to 70 at half time. It's crazy. Crazy. Because yeah. if Bonkers. you don't know, I moved him before the game so I could get Johnny Noble in. Yeah. Down back, Which so. probably not a bad move, considering the person you got ahead of um, uh, Devon at the moment was Segler, and they pretty much went toe for toe. Yeah. And well, Noble, I imagine, would have significantly outscored whoever your bench rookie was. Yeah, oh, definitely would have been Brander. Yeah, so, yeah. He went yeah. Well, right there you there. go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This just feels crazy. Uh, did we miss a boat in Lockie Neal, or is it? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I think those really high ball getters are going to be very, very important. Um, so you know, it's just it's just a matter of you know we saw Danger and we saw Bont and you know they don't get you know thirty touches all that consistently and very rarely get forty. Now the issue here would be, you know, you'd expect them to get a few more points from scoring chains, but with their teams taking some you know, pretty bad losses on the weekend. We just didn't see the points awarded to them. So I think we can expect that to bounce back, but it might just be a bit more fluctuations, I believe, in those kind of players scoring, Dangerfield, Bond, Kelly, those kinds. Whereas, you know, your players like Titch, McRae, Cripps, Neil might be a bit more consistent because it's all just pure numbers and, and weight through ball. 
How funny was Foss Eye, by the way? Oh, did you see the uh, video the next day when he had the specs on the shades? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny, that. Um, and, yeah, I can't believe I, I think I rubbed off about 10 midfielders there and didn't mention five, but five probably fits into that kind of danger and Bontempelli kind of category as well, I'd imagine. Um, Jack Finey, top scorer for the week, 186. Benny Cunnington, 185. Absolutely fucked, Corey. Just on a side note, Jack Viney, I don't know if you paid attention to the draft league, pretty much Viney had to score 166 for my opponent to win, and he came out and did 186. Wow. I mean, talk about fucking stiff. Your boy Chad Wingard, 131. Joy Simpkin, who I got in basically every draft league, 131. There's some yeah. massive scores. Check and these those, those kind of half-forward players who are able to get 15 touches, two goals, so everything kind of seemed to favour them in a way, yeah. didn't it? So if you can kind of get a few goals and hit the scoreboard, you're good. I think you're good in supercoaches here with short and quarters. So, you know, your wing guards, I don't know if I'm going to put Simgard, uh, Simgard, Simcard, Simkin in that, uh, in that category. In midfield, bro. He, he did play in the midfield. But um, those kind of high half-forwards, I kind of like them at this point. Jack Billings, Jack, can he have a good game on that? Yeah, 120. Yep, so, you know, those kind of players, I think, um, might be very, very good. I mean, there was obviously Jack Martin as well from Carlton. Yeah. Um, we kicked a we kicked a few snags on the weekend. Um, just trying to think off the top of my head, you know, any other kind of players like that. Um, maybe your Toby Green types. What did Toby Green score on the weekend? Uh, no idea. So, probably should have I was going to 108, yeah, 108. So, um, you know, those kind of players that can kick goals and still get you 15 to 20 touches in the short and game time, I think they're going to be worth their weight in gold this year. Um, so, look, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But, you know, all indicators from the first round is that, you know, that's all systems go. Yeah. Dan Houston, though, I mean, he's a, he's a flog. I mean, yeah, he asked that, me. That was more great. Sicily and, Houston. Oof. But you know what the thing is? I'm more angry at Houston than I am with Sicily. Work that one, work that one out. He was in and around the ball. He just wasn't doing much. He's fucking shit, this Houston guy. Fair income. Well, yeah, shout out to Bretta, who dropped uh, 15972 this week. Oh, and if you, you talk about fucking idiots, I mean, he had Rolly O'Brien on his bench who didn't even emergency. <laughs> he didn't start Sam Doherty for 117. I mean, what else does he expect? Has he got to go, he? <laughs> Yeah, he dropped yeah. fifty. He started Petrarca as well. You know, he's fed income that you know he reckons that season's not going to go ahead. This is a joke. He goes, "I'm just going to have a bit of fun with my team this year." <laughs> and still entering the elite TV one cash league. I hope he gets relegated, Corey. We, I mean, we just need the excuse to get rid of him for good on this podcast. Uh, shout out to the elites uh, Patreon league. Uh, I came up against uh, K. Kiani Wombats, I think is the way that it's pronounced. Um, he dropped a 2238, smashed me with a 2096. Uh, Bumps, who did you play here? Where are you? I had the, uh, is this the least, yeah, Gaifer All Stars. Oh, Gaifer All Stars. M Gaifer All Stars. And uh, he dropped a 2288, so he had me covered by about 140. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Uh, did you win any cashies that you wanted to? Or um, cash leagues, yep. So I'm just having a look here. So I did, I've, yep, I've got one win here in a cashie. Um, I think that's probably about it. Yeah, I only got, yeah, three cashies, two losses and a win. 
That's going to I managed to sneak two wins in cash leagues. Uh, three wins in cash leagues, actually. One of them was a $100 league, too. Yeah, not bad. That's very handy. Yeah. I thought I would have lost every league. I was, yeah, pretty filth. Not, not that great. Um, what, are you, what are we doing for podcasts, by the way? Are we... Mate, I don't, I don't know, because people are at home, Corey, so they're probably going to want to listen. But, I mean, we have nothing essentially to talk about because we've got the season start. We don't even know when the next game is going to come. Um, it's not like we have teams to kind of review at the moment. Um, we're in a bit of a bit of a tough spot. So um, in terms of the podcast, you know, what we've been doing and, and just so kind of everyone's aware is that people who, you know, signed up to, to Patreon for this month, um, we're actually just going to carry that over for free for those Patreon members, aren't we, Corey? And just, yeah, man, you know, just play some, uh, play some video games, have some chats, do whatever. Um, we're growing close to the community through this, I think, aren't we, Corey? Yeah, you and Daz are really bonding. Oh, well, I'll tell you now, if there's one person I'm, I ain't bonding with, it's that cocky, I'll tell you now. You know, there were a 90... Now, I don't know stats. There was 90 players that scored over 100 this week. Is that yeah. normal? Does that normally happen? Well, how many games? That's 10 players per game, about five per team. I would say that is a little bit above. I would say maybe you'd get 75 to 80 tonnes per week. Which is crazy. I wonder how many were below, like, 40. Sorry? If I go the reverse total, oh, no, that's going to skew it bad because there's a lot of zeros in there. Didn't think that so much. Look, maybe we just come back with, maybe we just do a couple of short potties throughout the year. Bumps on the yeah. lead up, you know? We've check in every now and then. Got this one this week where we've basically talked about absolutely nothing. Maybe we'll just bring a full kind of in-depth rookie one going forward, a primo one. Um, yeah, just basically chatting. Just do, we can do, just redo all of the preseason potties uh, with one round of uh, data <laughs> information. So we, you know, we'll do just the whole team. We'll do, we'll do Adelaide, Brisbane, Carlton. You know, quick fire podcast. We'll just do the whole fucking. I mean, I don't know about. Well, I mean, we don't know what's going on with the community out there, but we can, we can imagine, given you know everything we hear about people losing their jobs, and we hope that you know people that hasn't affected too many out there that sort of listen to this program and. And the people out there as a as a general population, but the reality is, is that there's probably a large number of people now who have either out of a job or you know struggling to kind of make ends meet, and maybe listening to our fucking voices might put a little smile on their face for a short portion, yeah, short portion we'll, of the day, mate. We will try and bring you as much content with the little relative information as we can. <laughs> Dylan, Robert, and Bray even seventy three. No, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because technically he's still got the score. Don't they have the score of what their point value is in their system as well at the moment? Oh, I've got no idea. Yeah, I think so. Sam Naismith, negative 25. It's a bit unders. Yeah, not bad. That's the only one that's really looking forward to seeing it too, mate. Yeah, well, after his next game, that'll plummet to like a negative 60 or 70, I reckon. Good pick, that, by the way. Well... It's just, it's flat because I feel like I've just, you know, took the, had the balls finally to do something like this. I've done it and uh, the season's halted and, oh man, who knows what. I just, I've got nothing, man. I've got yeah. nothing. What are the what are pay cuts on offer? Didn't the AFL PA offer 50% and get knocked back or something? No, they uh, they offered 50% the players because the AFL apparently wanted 75 to 80%. Yeah. Which... Look, I understand that, you know, in order maybe for clubs to 
survive and all the rest of it. They may need to take some pay cuts. But I don't know if you're more knowledgeable in this area, Corey. Do the players not get their wage directly from the AFL and not the clubs? I'd have no idea. Isn't isn't the salary cap where the AFL gives, say, $12 million to club and says, OK, this is strictly for player payments? Here's the money. Pay your players. I would have no idea. And so if that's not the case, the AFL then just reducing salary caps and whatnot, I'm not too sure. So to me, I, I didn't think uh, clubs had to raise the revenue to pay their players and then, you know, have you know limits on what they can kind of spend. I thought that all came from the AFL. We'll have to do a little bit more in-depth research. Um, but you know what? If they are genuinely going to play 17 games this year and let's say, you know, 22 games, okay, we get that. I'd be fucking filthy. The AFL offering eighty percent off their their wages. I mean, they put in you know four months of preseason to play a you know four month season or whatever it is five month season, and they want to take eighty percent, mate. They're, they're fucking present. You know, they play seventeen out of twenty two games. They should be getting seventy percent of their wage, not seventy yeah. percent of a cut. <sighs> Who knows what's going to happen? That's it. That's the world we're in at the moment. It's all up in the air. And- Hey, I'll tell you now, hey, you know the breaking news I brought to you last week? What was it, Corey? You remember I told you what the next thing to fly off the, the supermarket shelves was? Uh, it was gym equipment. No. no. Booze. Oh, yeah, yeah. I told people to start, and this week's been fucking crazy with people. I'm telling you now, they're buying their own sanitizers, Corey. They're, sorry, they're making their own sanitizers. And drinking plenty of piss. At the same time. Oh, God, God, God. Um, you know, a couple of other things we could probably do. Could probably get a couple of Patreon members on a pod maybe one week. Have a chat with a couple of them. Yeah. That, that, ha- that is kind of within, you know, what we wanted to speak off here. Because I'll tell you now, if Daz is appearing, Corey, we might have a few issues. Surely AFL players, if they're staying at home, they've got nothing better to do. They could probably jump on a couple of pods with us. Well, I'm sure they've got a, got a headset or two. I'm a bit disappointed Mitch Robinson didn't join some of our leagues this year, Corey. So if he's listening out there, Mitch Rob, uh, or any of our listeners, just tag him. Just say, hey, mate, do a pod with the elites. Yeah, that's it. Let's just yeah try and get his... You know, there's got to be surely a couple of the younger players, would have been a couple of super coach players over the years. They can come on, jump on. Brett's favourite man, Matt Rowe. Did Brett start Rowe in the end, you know? I believe so. I can't confirm that. I believe so. You know, as well, my fucking opponent this week, Corey, he did not have fucking Dylan Robertson. <laughs> yeah, me either. What the fuck is I, that? I know. <laughs> where, where are these guys getting off thinking, well, to be fair, I mean, we look like the dickheads because we're the ones that started him. But, you know, without seeing that game on the weekend, I mean, where are they getting off thinking fucking not starting Dylan Robertson? Maybe they just think thought that he wouldn't play. Oh, like that Nuffy on Twitter that's going around saying, "Oh, Robertson's not even in their best 22. Mm. Remember that? Remember that guy? Yeah. Well, clearly now he's probably right after the fucking shit he put out on the weekend. That'll fucking shit me because that's full enough. Ah, uh, well, there is literally nothing you can do about that. Well, you know, mate, you, you know, know what? In the first, the first, worst part he's had like four touches in the first like ten minutes. Did he? Yeah. He fucking got Did off him. to a flyer, and they just didn't see the ball. Seven touches for the game. Yeah. Just shit. Was um, it good what, what did you think of the footy, actually, as a spectacle and, you know, the no crowd and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I was just happy that there was footy back. The no crowd put a massive fucking... Uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was very, very weird. Did you feel like it was as bad as everyone that ringing up SCN, you know, makes it out to be? No. 
Nah, it was good to have footy. It was fantastic. And I think the Americans that were watching really helped, you know, that they were just talking about what a spectacle it was and how good it was and how, to, you know, they couldn't believe they'd never heard of the game before. And um, So that kind of lifted the spirits of the no crowd as well. Um, you know what I enjoyed, though? It reminded me, you know, back in under 10s, under 11s, um, you know, because just the noise of the game just made it feel like, you know, local footy when you only had the parents standing around the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was that just kind of feel, you know, it's not that roar you get from a crowd when a goal was kicked, but the celebrate, the, you know, just the noise from the place. Mate, oh, honestly, all that was missing was a fucking few beeps from a car horn, mate. And, you know, I w- that would have taken me right back to under 10s. What I did like hearing was, like, the crunches of the bodies, like, hitting each other oh. hard. Like, I've never heard, honestly, if, you know, when when someone hit the post, Sky, you know, going for oh. goal, it was like, oh man, it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. Oh, I, no. I actually quite enjoyed it. Look, I had nothing. I don't have anything negative to say about what happened no, on the weekend. I was, I was just happy that it was footy. I was happy it was back. You know, it reminded me of my childhood. Oh Jesus! In a in a small way, and um. Look, we had a good round of footy. A couple of close finishes as well on the scoreboard too. Yeah, I mean, the Freo-Essendon game, the skills weren't high, but it was, you know, kind of good game to watch. And Yeah, the Adelaide game, Tex had a shot with about 40 seconds to go to make them win. And um, so that was – and those games were kind of back-to-back, weren't they, as well? And yeah. North and St Kilda put on a beauty as well, yeah, I thought. Yeah, that, that was a cracker. Um, but, yeah, it was good to have footy back, and now we've got to wait – well, it feels like another whole pre-season. So basically, essentially, what we waited for when Supercoach opened is what we're waiting for again. Yeah, and we have absolutely no word about, you know, whether we're going to be given, you know, unlimited trades at some point or wildcard kind of tokens to use and and those kind of things. Unfortunately, we're just a uh, we're just a podcast here and we've got no official say with the uh, the people at HQ. But I'll tell you now, people, if uh, people at HQ knew what was good for them, they probably would consult with us. Yeah, I think uh, Supercoach is putting out another article again this year that we've been asked to fill out a bit of a questionnaire for as well. Yep. Now that's right. Yep. And yeah, so we'll we'll get another we'll get another little look into the Herald Sun, won't we, Corey? Yeah. So. Play AFC Supercoach. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be a smartass because it's my job this year to answer those questions. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to be a smartass when I reply to them, and I'm just going to say something like, "Nah, you know, what do you, you know, look for in a player or something like that?" I'm just be like, "You know, how many buckets he can smash? You know, how, how many pieces of original recipe can he get through in one sitting?" Pretty sure it says that questions may be altered to suit their viewing, so I don't think that's. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'd love. Hey, the sponsors would love it, mate. The, the people down at KCF, Corey. Yeah, no, KCF. Yeah. Very <laughs> good, but, uh, yeah. Um, look, Bons, we haven't really talked too much about Supercoach, but we've got nine weeks to fill it in. Um, you're happy to leave it there? I'm happy to leave it here, and I just hope, Corey, that the CEOs of our, our company here at the Elites, they can, um, you know, they just kind of get through this tough period that we still get our paychecks, Corey, because that's very important. And, um, you know, maybe we're given the flexibility to work from home. We'll see how that goes. Potentially. I'll see you in the office on Monday. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Elites, look, basically stay safe, stay indoors. If you get sick, don't give it to anyone. That's some good advice there. And our, and our, you know, deepest sort of, you know, thoughts go with those that may have family members or friends affected at yeah, this time. Especially with, you know, the virus itself or jobs, etc. So just be safe, everyone. Um, and on behalf of Bumps, 
I'll even say Brett today and myself and our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, our PCAT community. Thanks for listening.